The Detroit Tigers get shut out in another loss to Minnesota today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, April 28th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. That is including the YouTube. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll cherish forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off of $500 Use code locked on at checkout. Okay. Uh, the offense is still the offense. And let, if there was any speculation or, or any doubt that the offense was not still the offense, that was put to rest. Uh, this team at, at the plate is just absolutely abysmal. Let's just go through everybody's OPS. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's just go through everybody's OPS, okay? Robbie Grossman, 744. He's got a 300 average and an over 400 on base percentage. His slugging percentage is 340. So that 744 OPS is getting heavily dragged by that on base percentage, okay? 744. Austin Meadows, after the game, still at 818. Javi Baez, 8.46. That's not a terrible top three, right? 7.44, and that's due to a 400 OVP at the top. Eight, 800s, 800s, not bad. The rest of the team is where it gets scary. Miguel Cabrera, 6.83, uh, pretty heavily batting average, most of it. Spencer Torkelson, 7.67. This one is also kind of fine because if you take out the O for whatever start to the year, since his first hit, his OPS is like in the 900s since he got his first major league hit. So like 767, eh, we'll take it, fine. Jamer Candelario, 408. 408, 143, 217, 190. That's his slash line, a 190 slugging percentage. 217 on base percentage. Like, it's one thing to not be able to to have a ball fall somewhere in the outfield and and you're just getting a little bit unlucky and, you know, you you can't hit a home run. You're not squaring the ball up too well, whatever. It's a whole nother thing to not be able to, like, even draw walks at the plate. Like, 408. Jonathan Scope. 434. Just brutal. And they've hit back to back like all year. It's just like different spots in the lineup. Eric Haas, 494. 244 on base percentage. We're big with the fours. 250 slugging percentage. 139 batting average. Harold Castro, pinch hit. Well, yeah, at the end of the game, he's got a 704. 
It's all singles. Akil Badu, 402. And then Willie Castro at the end of the game, 432. Those are your OPSs as a team. It's really, really bleak. It's not good. Eric Haas didn't play today. He's at about a 620, 630. I mean, goodness gracious, man. Like, what is there to even talk about? What Seriously, what, what is there to talk about? What... What what are we what are we doing? <laughs> hey, the offense that has been horrible all year ha- is still really bad. Highlighted today by a complete shutout. Not a complete game shutout. I was just emphasizing that they completely got shut out. I'm dramatic. No runs. Not and like you didn't even really threaten to score. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you know, that, that Tigers threaten but do not score. Like, it, it wasn't that. You didn't even really come close. I think you have three base runners. I'm pretty sure we have three base runners in this game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Two hits and a walk. Torkelson had the walk. Yeah. As a team... In a nine-inning game, three base runners. Count them. Three. I mean, we... okay, Here, here's the conversation to have. We're not just going to sit here and just complain. Here's the conversation to have, all right? At what point do you start making roster moves on guys, right? That's the conversation. And the three you're really looking at are Jonathan Scope, Jamer Candelario, and Akil Badu. Those are the three guys that you officially are like, all right, how much longer of this nonsense are we going to take before we start making making some moves? Because we're almost 20 games into the season and these dudes have 400 OPSs. And you're not going to win too many baseball games at the major league level when a third of your lineup has a sub 450 OPS. Not going to happen too terribly often. So that's the conversation to have. Jamer, I stand by what I said a few days ago. I think it would take a lot for Jamer to lose a spot and get knocked out of the lineup and everything. I think Jamer's still pretty safe, relatively speaking, to the other two, I guess. Um I I, I think Jamer and I still think Jamer will be fine. I I I know I, I'm a broken record, but we're still less than twenty games into the season. A lot of game left to be played. I, I still think he'll be fine. He's gotten off to some really, really cold stretches before and and hit his way out of them. I think we'll be good, but it's certainly really hard to watch right now. So I think he's safe. I don't think Jamer's going anywhere. The other two are very real conversations. Jonathan Scope, mm, 
I think I want to start with Akil Badu because I think his answer is easier. I don't think Akil Badu is a very long leash. I think that he is somebody that if he I don't I'm not going to put a timetable on it. I don't really know, but I don't think he's too far away from front office just looking around going, all right, let's just send him to Toledo for a couple of weeks, have him get his head on right. And then if he crushes the ball, we can just bring him right back up. Right? The the, the, the rule five, oh, you have to be on the major league roster thing, is, is no longer applies after your first season with the team. So I, I think that Badu might get sent down, what, early May? Do you want to give him that much time? Early May, like first week of May, if he still hasn't shown any signs of life? Maybe we just sent him down a little bit. He made a lot of adjustments midseason last year. And I I still believe in the kid. He he still has some some qualities that I like, but it's very apparent that right now he just looks lost at the plate. Like like need a map levels of, of lost. So you can't let the kid get opportunities against lefties when he can't even hit righties. It's a slippery slope, and eventually it's just going to lead to him riding the bench. I don't think anybody wants that. I don't want that. You don't want that. Badu doesn't want that. The front office doesn't want that. Nobody wants this this 22-year-old that had an electric season last year to just get no at-bats and ride a bench all season. So I think it makes a lot more sense. I think he's relatively close to getting sent down to Toledo. I don't think that's too far away. When it comes to Jonathan Scope, he's a really interesting, interesting is a dumb word. He's a really unique case. And he's kind of like right in between like everything, like all angles. He's like, eh, maybe on like any way you try to approach it. We'll get to him right after I tell you all about Blue Nile. Dot com. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are also observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing, di- designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Expert advice 24-7, legendary service with 30-day returns. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile. Guaranteed service and repair for life. Diamond price guarantee. You can contact Blue Nile to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. In most cases, they'll be able to beat or meet their price. They also give you peace of mind. If it's not perfect, that's no problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. You can shop stress-free with guaranteed shipping and returns. If you need your special purchase fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. It is truly incredible. So this Mother's Day, give something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Tigers listeners are also getting $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. And every order is insured. It ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So you can shop totally stress-free and find your forever peace and go to BlueNile.com today.
All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from all of our local experts. You can take fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like us on the YouTube as well. Okay, so we left off talking about Scopey. I think he's really the only person, not the only person, he's just a really unique case because with Badu, he's so young and his contract is so small still because he's so young that you you can, you know, has all of his options. Like you can afford to to do really whatever you want with him to to make sure that he's getting his head on right and, and, and becoming a threat in the batter's box. Again, whatever approach you want to take to Akil Badu, you can't afford to do. Scope is not quite the same way. Not that his contract is too big for anything, but Scope's not – those those veterans in the in the what his second year on the team third third year with the team now goodness it is not going to be a dude that's just like oh yeah send me to Toledo like you don't send veterans to Toledo you cut them and let other teams pick them up and I don't think we're close to Jonathan Scope just getting cut I think it's a little too soon and that's that would be a bit of an overreaction right. So, it, it it's an interesting case. I guess you could try and do like a two birds with one stone thing, and try to like like you send Badu down, and at the same time you call up Cody Clemens, and it, it's just it's it's tough. It, that's really tough to manage because you got this guy you you just extended last summer for a couple of years um and like what are you going to what are you going to do exactly it, and it's a small enough contract where again if worse came to worse and you were like Cody Clemens is here he's the future he's tearing the cover off the ball whatever we're we're done with scope you could cut him and and you no one would lose sleep it, it's it's a small enough contract to the Illiches and to the Tigers organization it's it's not that large in the grand scheme of things. So it's very possible to get rid of that, but we're not we're not there yet. It's April 27th. We're, we're, we've played, what, 17, 18 games? We're not there yet. That's not even really a conversation that, that's even in the realm of possibility up to this point. So it, the difficulty becomes trying to find out if anybody else on this roster can play second base every day better than Jonathan Scope can, better than Jonathan Scope is capable of, I should say. A lot of players in the organization could probably do better than his 408 OPS or whatever right now. But you get what I'm saying. You're trying to find his replacement while also it's it's hard to just like put that on the bench. Like he's got the most home runs at the second base position like over the last five years or whatever. He's been one of your best hitters for the last two years. Um, you can't just completely abandon him after two the first two weeks of a season. After less than 20 games into an 162-game season, he struggles. You can't just completely throw him on the wayside. But it's also like how many times are we just going to keep throwing this 400 OPS in the lineup every day? So it's a fine line to walk, and it's very difficult to manage. 
And that's why they get paid a lot of money because it is really difficult to manage. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how they, how it'll be intriguing to see how they, how they manage that. Uh, I would imagine Clemens is going to be one of the first calls. He is mashing in AAA. Uh, and he plays second base, and our current second base situation has been pretty brutal. Now, Clemens is not super versatile. They tried to play him at corner outfield at one point, I want to say last year. Uh, down in the minors, experiment a little bit with that. Not sure that went too terribly well. Um, so it not doesn't give you too much versatility defensively, but, I mean, is known for the bat, was known for the bat in college. What an electric college baseball player, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Like, if you if you followed college baseball, you remember how much of an electric factory Cody Clemens was at Texas. Woo-wee. Though he, he was fun. He was fun, man. He was real fun. That team was fun. That, that, was, a, that was a decent squad in the postseason and everything. But yeah, Cody Clemens was was a he, he was lightning in a bottle there. So my point is, you can't completely abandon him. We're not even close to being there yet. But you should probably start feeling around and maybe give Scope a day off or two. And I'm really intrigued in how they handle it because I'm not sure there's a completely a right answer. I mean, if it's not Clemens and you just stay within the major league roster, what you you want to bench? Jonathan Scope just to give like Willie Castro more at bats. What's really the purpose of that? Just to give Harold Castro more at bats for the immediate. I mean, I, I guess very few players in all the baseball are doing worse. Everyday starters, at least, are doing worse than Scope. So like immediately, I guess it's fine. But like, there's no there's no real point as far as development of the team or, or growth of the lineup to just like switch him out with a Harold or a Willie or somebody. You know what I mean? So it's a fine line to try and walk there. Um, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. We have to talk about the pitching in this game. There was a couple of noteworthy performances. Uh, Michael Pineda with the start. Um, look, I understand that he gave up four runs and it gave up quite a bit quite a lot of, of hard contact. If Michael Pineda goes out there and every outing is somewhere between two and four runs given up and he can go five or six, you're not, you're not paying him or you're not going to ask for too much more than that. Like you're really not. He's your fourth or fifth starter when, when this rotation is fully healthy. You brought him in to be your fourth or fifth starter. You, four is, is, you know, high. I, yes, but the offense also couldn't hit water if it fell out of a boat today. So, like, I'm just trying to say I some silver lining, I guess. Like, four runs in five innings, it's not good. But, like, if that's the floor, like, if the floor was today, then, like, Pineda's going to be a pretty effective fourth or fifth starter for this team. If this is, like, the worst type of outings we're going to get are, like, five innings, four runs, four innings, four runs. That's as bad as it gets. He'll he'll be pretty solid this year. I didn't even think he looked that bad. I, I thought the first two innings, 
He looked really good. Honestly, the first three innings, outside of pitching to Max Kepler, he, he was pretty fine. So, whatever. Not, not going to lose sleep over this start. We got some people in the bullpen to talk about uh, a Tigers debut to talk about as well. Didn't really go that great, but we do have to talk about it. But first, I got to tell you all about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment three, final segment here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, as always. Um, okay, the bullpen. Bullpen's been pretty much the lo- the bullpen and Tarek Skubal have pretty much been the lone bright spots. Eh, that might even be a little aggressive. What are all the bright spots so far this season? Parker Meadows. Javi Baez, 3,000, the bullpen as a whole, and Tarek Skubal. I think that's that's pretty much it so far. I think that's pretty much it. But the bullpen in this game, still relatively solid. Uh, starter gave up four, bullpen gave up one. Um that one run was given up by Andrew Chafin. Chafin went into this game. Uh, I'll say this. I don't think, that, like, this doesn't concern me at all. And I know that you guys heard that earlier in the year and stuff still hasn't gotten better. I, I get it. We got a little bit of trust issues going on with this organization. I, I have them too, all right? But this was his first appearance of the year. And his velocity was way down. And that's not like a, oh my goodness, his velocity was way down. He must still be hurt, whatever. No, it's just his first outing of the year. That's what happens in players' first outings of the year. So once his velocity, I mean, it was down like three, four miles an hour. So once the velocity goes up a little bit, that sinker gets back into the mid-90s. Uh, the four-seamer gets back into the low-90s. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. But he was, I mean, he was topping off at like 88 miles an hour uh, with the four-seamer today. Um, I think he was still low 90s at times with the sinker. But, I mean, it was kind of all over the place. Um, I'm really not worried. Andrew Chafin's performance today is like 65th on my list of concerns for this team at the moment. Not not, not anything that I'm, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Not, not too concerned about it. I don't think you should be either. Uh, Will Vest in this game. I thought Will Vest looks pretty solid, to be honest. Couple of balls put in play, for sure. Gave up a little bit of hard contact, but his stuff has some movement. It really just comes down to some semblance of command, which escapes him at time. And I'm not, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of his pitch mix all the time. I think he gets a little too fastball heavy when his changeup has great movement. Um, 
but I, I was I was okay with his performance, even with the the couple of balls that were put in play. I'm 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 all right with it. Michael Pineda, we already talked about. Only other performer, performer. What? What am I? A, a like head of a circus performer? A pitcher. <laughs> I have no clue where that came from. The only other, I think I was trying to say the only other performance we have to talk about, and and performer just came out. The only other pitcher we have to talk about is Drew Hutchinson. Um, Drew Hutchinson gave up some contact. He gave up a lot of soft contact, and I, I think he got kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of bipped a little bit. Just a lot of balls in play that are just like really soft. I don't know. I, I didn't think he looked that bad either. I, I don't really think anyone in the bullpen looked bad. I didn't think Chafin looked that bad. It's just clearly that his velocity was way down. But the movement was still fine. He got that called third strike. Uh, Pineda, I, again, I didn't think looked that bad. He just apparently Max Kepler is unbelievable against the Tigers now, and he's the new Tiger killer. Apparently that's just that. So um, dude, dude went supernova, and if you <laughs> – Take out two at-bats, it's a lot different of an outing. So I, I don't think anyone that took the bump really looked that bad today. Uh, and everybody pretty much that stepped in the batter's box did look bad. So that you're not going to win games. I'm not going to put too much blame on the pitchers for, for giving up four or five runs when the offense has been consistently putrid all season. Like, at some point, we're going to have to score runs. And they're going to have to come not via Javi Baez. The le- it, you're, it's Thursday. The last time, Thursday is today. The last time that a Detroit Tiger not named Javi Baez drove in a run, was responsible for a run, got an RBI, was Sunday. It's Thursday. Let's grow up. Come on. Goodness gracious. I tweeted this out and I'm I'm dead serious. I'm not tweeting until a non a a Detroit Tiger not named Javi Baez hits a home run. Cause we're like last, close to dead last in all the baseball and home runs hit. And a lot of them are Javi Baez. I think all but all but one or two are Baez and Torque. It's unreal. Incredibly frustrating. Like I always say, I'm sure it's incredibly frustrating for them too. I have no doubt. It can't be fun have, having an OPS in the four hundreds. But we're gonna we're gonna have to, to do some at some point. I'm still preaching patience, but like subjective patience. Like if you're not patient anymore, I don't blame you. How about that? There was a point earlier in the year where, man, my nose is still so sunburned. I still look like Rudolph. There was a point like a week ago where I was like, hey, everybody should calm down. And if you're freaking out this early in the season, that's kind of like weird. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm still preaching patience, 
I'm still trying to keep a level head. I'm still, you know, telling myself, Hey, we got a lot of season left. I'm not going to freak out, freak out at everything unless something like uh Tuesday night happens ever again, then I will absolutely flip my lid. But uh, sans that happening again, um, I, I, I'm still just trying to, you know, patience, patience. And at the same time, you know, the people that are upset, I, I don't blame you anymore. This is ridiculous. Like we're in for another terrible April. We, we, we just can't win in April. The, la- the 2019 team, last year's team, I don't know. One of the bad teams lately ha- have gotten better off to better starts than this. As far as how many games into the season we are, at least. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It takes such a big step forward last year. All because of a bad April. You bring in so many new dynamic players. Dynamic bats, pitchers, just you bring in a lot of talent and you spend some money and it's, it's, it's same old, same old. It's very frustrating. Thank goodness for Parker Meadows and Javi Baez. Um, we got one more game against the Minnesota twins. I believe it's Scooble tomorrow, which is super fun because he has been shoving so far this season. So that'll be a fun one to uh, to end the week on. And then this weekend, I'm kind of glad. This sounds messed up. I'm kind of glad that I that this Dodgers series is on the weekend. I really am. I hate to say it, but it's true. Because I'm really scared that we're just going to get pumped for three games. And I, I I love my job, and and I love all of you. I don't know if I have the heart to sit in front of this camera three nights in a row. I'd rather just, you know what, on Sunday night, I I can just recap a a, a, a series as a whole in one show and just bang it out. So we'll cross that bridge when we get there. For now, we got Minnesota. We got Scooby. Um, Oh, my goodness. Then the week up pitching, I think, is Tyler Alexander game one, Bo Brisky game two. Does that mean Erod would get Sunday? I don't know. Again, I was thinking too far ahead. Let's win a game. Let's win a game. Let, let's score some freaking runs. And you have a fantastic day. And don't let this team's nonsense negatively affect your day. You go out there and you kill it. You deserve it. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us. See, I'm adding stuff. I've had this for a couple of days now, to be honest. Maybe like a week even. Maybe even longer. My nose is so red. It looks so ridiculous. But yeah, I have this little bat thing. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Slowly adding more stuff. Trying to find those things that you can put frames on that aren't nails. I forget the company name. No free ads anyway. All right. Peace and love. (laughs) Going to therapy's dope. 
And I will catch you all tomorrow, hopefully recapping a victory. Losing streaks currently at four. Let's not let it get to five. All right. See you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.